Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Astamai, good evening at Tapas 5. This is Update for Thursday, 11th of January 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers person. This evening, the Southern Pool is closing. It's a halfway horse tram for the foreseeable future. The Buchan School could be moving to KWC. Garth rates could be rising by 15% and bringing disabled parking onto the agenda. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fastamai Christian Jones. Fastamai. The Southern Swimming Pool is expected to close at the end of March. It comes after a leaked letter from the Department of Education, Sports and Culture, seen by Manx Radio, which makes the recommendation on financial grounds. The new ferry terminal in Liverpool is nearing completion, but it's not yet known when the first passengers will be able to use it. The Infrastructure Minister Tim Crookle has told Manx Radio the actual date passengers will be passing through its doors remains up to the steam packets who need to undertake sea trials. And residents in Gulf could face a rates rise of up to 15% this year after the board discussed its finances for the year ahead. A rise of that much would mean the average household will need to find an extra £80 per year. In international news, a post office investigators told the inquiry into wrongful prosecutions of sub-postmasters that he's no expert on the Horizon system. Stephen Bradshaw, who's accused of carrying out intimidating interviews, denied behaving like a mafia gangster. Iranian state television says it's captured an oil tanker in the Gulf of Oman. The ship was previously seized in April by the US as part of sanctions against Iran. And a memoir that was being written by Lisa Marie Presley at the time of her death will be published later this year. The daughter of Elvis died last year, aged 54, following complications from surgery. Those are the update news headlines, next at 6. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromayad, thank you, Christian, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. No wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is smooth or slight. And the weather this evening, dry, partially cloudy and a light to moderate northeasterly. Lowest temperature, well, two degrees at sea level, but in the uh, sheltered valleys and on higher ground below freezing, there is a yellow warning for frost and ice patches through until tomorrow morning. And for Friday, dry and bright on the island in a light northeasterly, veering north-northwesterly up to six degrees, overnight minimum three into Saturday. And Jassan is mainly dry and cloudy with just passing showers and top temperatures seven Celsius. Low water was about uh, 90 seconds ago. So we're heading back up to the top at 25 to midnight tonight. Low water, four minutes to six tomorrow morning. Sunrise, 28 minutes before nine. And the morning high water at 14 minutes to midday. Manx Glass and Glazing can supply and install single, double and triple glazing. Call 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
A recommendation has been made to close the southern swimming pool in Castletown at the end of March. Max Radio has seen a letter claiming the Education Minister will put it to Tinwall next month. Chair of the Southern Pool Board is Lawrence Vaughan-Williams. Well, I am surprised that you are actually in possession of that information because I believed it was subject to an embargo. But as you are, it is a matter for the members of Tinwald now to decide whether they want a pool in the south of the island or not. The southern swimming pool is the oldest of the pools, but it has no outstanding loans against it. And it is a very warm and welcoming pool, having recently been redecorated. Problems with any old building are being investigated. But if you live, say, in Port St. Mary, do you really want your child going to the NSC for his school swimming lesson with half a day lost? Or do you want him or her to go to the local pool. Not everybody wants a large swimming pool such as you have at the NSC, which can be quite daunting. And there are a considerable number of regulars who use the pool and are valued clients of that swimming pool. It seems such a shame because we have an excellent pool manager, a tremendously dedicated staff. It, it it just seems a poor reward for a lot of effort. And it is purely financial, I'm informed. It looks as though we won't be seeing the horse tram reinstated to the sea terminal anytime soon, but the DOI hasn't ruled it out entirely. The minister, Tim Crookall, MHK, doesn't seem confident it'll happen in this government administration, though after discussing recommendations in a report scrutinising the Isle of Man's heritage railways. Yeah, there's, there's a case for it. There's a lot of people shouting for it. There's a lot of people saying, don't you dare. So it's, uh, we'll have to go back to Timwald for the money to do that obviously it was de-scoped during the prom work so you know again it's one of those things it'll all come down to finances and you know whether we can get the money to do it that would be hard in the next couple of years i would imagine you know as i say keep saying people things are tough and going to get tougher over the next couple of years i think we're going to be really tight there's no reason why it can't and a lot of the work has been done for where the tram is going the horse trams are going to go so it's just a case of clearing that space again and then getting on with it and putting the tracks down i suppose it's not quite that simple of course but it could be done you know at some stage i would imagine it will be done but who knows when uh, MHK Daphne Kane, also the chair of the Douglas Bay Tramway Heritage Trust, thinks the increase in passenger numbers could be seen if the horse trams went all the way into the sea terminal itself. Completing the reinstallation of the lines, the business end where the majority of the hotels, the sea terminal, the town centre hub is, potentially would secure that very large increase. And if government could bite the bullet, secure the horse tram into the sea terminal, that would enhance the passenger experience. What's your take on that. Yeah, it probably would bring those numbers back up even further. Um, you know, obviously it used to come right the way along Loch Promenade and stop there. And you know, I was talking to somebody again the other day. We were stood here at the sea terminal, and he actually said to me, he "said This is where they used to come to, which is right in the car park here at the sea terminal." One day, who knows? It's, it would make sense. It, it would be nice to see them, but uh, it's all going to come down to money. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Faster, my good evening. It's 22 minutes before six on Manx Radio. It's proposed the Buckham School will move to the same site as King Williams College ahead of the 2024-25 academic year. The private school says it's part of a series of bold proposals designed to secure the future of independent education on the Isle of Man. Here's Sean Cowper with the story. The 
proposals include relocating the Buchan School to its own dedicated facilities within the KWC site, including 33 acres of outdoor space, a beach school and play zones. The college hopes the move will facilitate enhanced connections between age groups, a smoother transition for pupils and greater convenience for parents. There are also set to be changes to the school day, with six timetabled lessons a day over a two-week timetable. The school says the reorganisation of teaching would minimise transition time between classes and allow dedicated study periods for six formers. Principal Damien Henderson, who joined the college in September 2023, says the proposals are part of a long-term strategic plan for the school to elevate the quality of the education it provides. He adds, we are thrilled about the transformative potential of these initiatives in shaping a more enriching educational experience for our children. If you're waiting for somebody to get off the boat, the Manxman has just entered the harbour. She's just going astern onto the link span. Residents in Garth could face a rate rise of up to 15.15% after the board discussed its finances for the year ahead. The local authorities met to consider its budget. Our local democracy reporter Emma Draper was there. Last night, Garth commissioners had a full budget agenda, which included setting the local authority rate and approving audited accounts. Board members had a long debate about how much to put the rates up by. Clark Martin Royal explained that the rates and budget had been calculated with an 11% increase. However, the commissioners discussed whether 125 14 or 15% would be better for both the residents and the funds of the local authority. Commissioner Ashlyn Career said that for some people the increase would be a lot if it goes up by 15%. If the rates were to go up by 15%, it would be about £80 more per household than the last financial year. That money goes to towards hedge cutting, refuse collections and maintaining parks and public toilets, amongst other things. Other costs the local authority dealt with was the increase of waste fees at the Eastern Civic Community Site and Northern Civic Community Site. A tender has gone out at the new ECAS and the cost for local authorities is going up by 6.6%. Garth Commissioner says this amounts to more than £51,000 for them to pay for its residents to use the site. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Manxman departed Hisham at five past two. She's uh, just about onto the link span now in Douglas Harbour. Will be discharging fairly shortly, and then taking uh, people, passengers, and freight on board. Heading out at seven forty-five this evening. Getting to Hisham round about half past eleven. The overnight departures two fifteen. Back to Douglas tomorrow morning at six. And the morning departure, Friday 12th departure, 8.45, Manxman heads to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The chair of the review into government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemics recognised that some members of the public will question the independence of her investigations. After concerns over review process were raised by the British Medical Association, the former medical director and a reporter, Manx Radio asked Kate Brunner Casey what assurances she can give the Manx public over the integrity of her findings. I'm sure there will be questions and I think it's entirely right that the public will need to satisfy itself that this review is independent because otherwise Um, its findings would be, wouldn't they, simply parroting what the government wants me to say. I can assure the public that that is absolutely not the case. The independence of this review has been an absolutely central part of my processes right from the start. Uh, I should say in passing that I'm very grateful to Dr Ranson for her involvement with the review. I had detailed conversations with her. She has chosen, as many other witnesses have, uh, not to have those conversations published. I entirely respect that and I understand that position. Um, I I can't um, 
put words into her mouth in relation to the comments that she has made in relation to the review. Uh, where there have been perceived blocks to my process, I have taken advantage of the fact that a review is an informal process to try to address those blocks. So when, for example, there was some reporting, which it seemed to me uh, was putting people off from cooperating with the review, uh, it appeared to me, and still appears to me, perfectly proper to speak to the person who was doing that reporting uh, and to seek um, their agreement to essentially leaving it to me while I was conducting my inquiries um, before um, making further sensationalist reports of the nature that were coming out. I, I had absolutely no hesitation in doing that. Uh, there is nothing improper in that process at all. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six, the founder of Nisbet's, a privately owned catering equipment company based in Avonmouth in the English West Country, is reportedly in talks about a potential sale to Bunzel that would value the firm at between £450 million and £500 million. Pounds. According to Sky News, Andrew Nisbet, who's business has become a multinational distributor to the food service sectors in advance talks with FTSE 100 distribution and outsourcing company Bunzel about a deal that could be struck within weeks. If completed, it will propel Nisbet, who founded the company in 1983 and his family into the ranks of Britain's wealthiest people, Sky said. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The US securities regulators approved the first US-listed exchange-traded funds, ETFs, to track Bitcoin in a watershed moment for the world's largest cryptocurrency and the broader crypto industry. The announcement came at the end of that tumultuous 24 hours for Bitcoin, which saw a tweet sent from the account of the SEC announcing the approval of long-awaited ETFs on Tuesday, leading to the price of Bitcoin spiking more than $1,000. Soon after, the SEC said its account had been compromised and the tweet was unauthorized. By yesterday, they'd approved ETFs, this time for real, adding that it remained sceptical about cryptocurrencies. The SEC's given green light to 11 ETFs for Bitcoin in the US, opening the door to cryptocurrencies for new investors who don't want to take the extra steps involved in buying actual Bitcoin. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets turned lower as US inflation came in above expectations. US stocks moved lower, shrugging off that fresh round of inflation data. The yen was squeezed, weighed by a sluggish uh, Japanese wages. Oil rose after an oil tanker was bored by an armed group in Oman. And gold climbed, buoyed by that softer dollar. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall. The close in London, Ramsey Crookall reporting the FTSE 100 is down almost a single percentage point. At 7,576, the DAX in Frankfurt down nine-tenths of a percent at 16,544. In New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial a short time ago down six-tenths of a percent, 37,467. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down nine-tenths of a percent at 14,831. The S&P 500 in Chicago down three-quarters of a percent at 4,747. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27. 7 cents, 1 euro 16 cents and 23 South African rand 76.6 cents in commodities. Gold's down half a percent at $2,014 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude up almost 2 and 3 quarter percent at 
$78.70. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Cheerwater from Ramsey Crookall and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, well, the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. A former health minister's calling for an awareness campaign about disabled parking. David Ashford, MHK, told Manx Radio it's an issue which has been raised by his constituents. There seems to have been a rise in people giving abuse to people using disabled bays um, for parking in relation to whether people being challenged whether they should have a blue badge or not and people challenging whether people actually are disabled or not. Um, this has upset quite a few disabled drivers who, you know, of their disability might not be obvious, but they are disabled and entitled to have that badge. Um, and a few have felt nervous about going out in public. One of the things I've done is engage with the Department for Infrastructure Minister to see if there's possibility around doing some kind of awareness campaign. Um, I will be speaking to the HSC as well, because I think it's important that we recognise that not everyone's disability is obvious. Not everyone is missing a limb. Not everyone is in a wheelchair. There are people with debilitating disabilities that aren't necessarily obvious Um, and I think the phrase be kind is very very important as well that just because someone looks like they can walk okay it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not disabled and not entitled to use those disabled bays. I think it is important we raise awareness every so often that not all disabilities are visible there are invisible disabilities and those people aren't entitled to use disabled bays as anyone else. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my our sports editor Rob Pritchard. Faster my good evening. Starting with motorsport news and TT competitor James Hillier will ride for a new team at this year's Isle of Man TT races. The rider from Ringwood will compete for WTF Racing on their Honda Fireblade machine on both the Snaefell Mountain Course and at the Northwest 200 this year. The team is a new setup describing itself as a group of passionate individuals with a highly successful background in many forms of elite two-wheeled racing. Furthermore, WTF Racing says following this year's TT, Hillier will be in training to take part in the 2025 Dakar Rally on a machine to be confirmed in January next year. Also in motorsport, 14-time TT winner and sidecar passenger Tom Birchall is thanking fans for their support following his decision to immediately retire from racing. Birchall, the most successful sidecar passenger in TT history, has given an update on social media after confirming last month he'd be stepping away from the track. In a statement, he says he wants to make clear there's nothing but love at the team and no problems or issues, but now is the right time for him personally to step away, adding the responses he's had have been overwhelming and humbling. It's already been confirmed his brother and sidecar driver Ben is continuing racing in 2024 with a new passenger still to be announced. Turning to tennis and the Isle of Man's Billy Harris has lost out in the second round of qualifiers for the Australian Open after a three-set defeat to experienced Belgian David Goffin. In a contest lasting just shy of two hours last night, Harris made a strong start taking the first set 6-3 before Goffin rallied back to take the second and third 6-3, 6-2 respectively to progress. And in boxing, we brought you the news yesterday of Matthew Rennie confirming a date for his first fight of 2024 next month and now it's been revealed he won't be the only Manx fighter at the event. Fellow pro Isle of Man competitor Jamie Devine will compete on the same card as Rennie at Grand Central Hall in Liverpool on Saturday the 17th of February. The opponents for both Rennie and Devine will be announced in due course. 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in eight minutes late. Then it's the 5.28 Logan Air from Liverpool returning patient transfer showing on time. And the 8 o'clock Logan Air from London City on time. Of course, there's no late Gatwick flight for the moment. Inbound, uh, sorry, outbound, 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool. And that's about it for tonight. On the roads in Douglas, Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacements. A section of Switzerland Road's closed for construction work. You've got temporary lights on Lord Street uh, between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work. Temporary lights on South Quay for that emergency gas repair. And Bradton Bridge has got resurfacing work. Remember weekdays, the road's one way heading east into Douglas from Bradton Bridge roundabout to Quarter Bridge, heading west away from Douglas, a diversion onto the new Castletown Road and then Saddle Road. At weekends, Braddon Bridge is going to be closed to traffic in both directions. Diversions are there and more details at manxradio.com. Face closures on the Ballakill Ferrick Road for water main work in Colby and temporary lights in Onken on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. Kean Drockard Road in Andreas is closed in phases for water main work till May and temporary closures on the Ballalai Road south of Kirkmichael for water main work. The Silverdale Road's closed between the Ballamoda and Fildraw Road for resurfacing work. North of Ramsey, the road of the Green Farm closed between Nassau Road and Ballacory Road for culvert work. And off-road, the Heritage Trails closed between Crosby and Glenvine for duct insulation work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside and there are no problems on the mountain road tonight. An open verdict's been recorded at the inquest of an Irishman whose body was recovered from Manx waters more than a decade ago. John Joseph Roche was recovered by fishermen on the 12th of April 2013. He'd gone missing from his home in the Republic of Ireland in December the year before. That story from Siobhan Fletcher. The fishing vessel, the Anzac, had been dredging the seabed off the coast of Ramsey when it located the body of a man who was wearing brown shoes. Due to decomposition, the identity of the individual couldn't be determined and the body was buried in Lonnan in 2014, following a small service organised by the Manx community. However, DNA evidence collected years later identified the man as Mr Roche, a 40-year-old from County Wicklow, and at Douglas Courthouse today, his inquest was formally concluded. The court heard samples taken from Mr Roche's son and brother in 2019, sparked by a TV appeal about missing people, had matched with those taken during his post Evidence from Mr Roche's family, who'd seen him before he disappeared in 2012, was also read to the court. Coroner of inquest James Brooks said Mr Roche, who had no links to the Isle of Man, had left his phone and wallet at home on the 20th of December and had not left a note. Ruling out suicide or accidental death, he acknowledged that the Irishman's behaviour had been somewhat out of the ordinary, but said he'd been making plans for the immediate future. He determined that Mr Roche had entered the water at the local quayside in the late afternoon or evening on that day and had died as a result in the territorial waters of the Republic of Ireland. However, Coroner Brooks said he had no evidence about what had taken place between Mr Roche entering the water and his body being recovered and as a result the cause of his death was unascertainable. Recording an open verdict, he offered his condolences to Mr Roche's family who'd travelled to the island for the hearing adding the DNA evidence had made it a very interesting matter to deal with. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source and Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. 
Remember to like Max Radio on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and if you use Twitter or LinkedIn, follow Max Radio. Controversial plans for a new welcome hub at Laxey Wheel have now been withdrawn, but they are being defended by Manx National Heritage. It says it's going to look again at the design. The story from Amy Griffiths. The original proposals for the hub showed a modern kiosk design to replace the current one, which was built in the 1980s. Manx National Heritage says the setup at the moment gives a poor visitor welcome, offering no shelter and limited retail opportunities. However, the design of the kiosk was heavily criticised, with one Manx historian describing it as dreadful. Since then, the planning application has been withdrawn, so Manx National Heritage can look at it again. In a statement, MNH says this decision follows a meeting with the planning officer before Christmas. It says the use of similar modern structures is commonplace at heritage sites across the UK and would be affordable, low maintenance and contemporary. Continuing, the spokesperson says well-travelled visitors are accustomed to and expect high levels of service, access to information and visitor facilities, which include retail opportunities. It's hoped the proposed new facility, which would be paid for by charitable funds, could be introduced when repairs to the wheels rod duct and T-rocker are finished. Revised plans are now expected to be prepared and discussed with key stakeholders before being resubmitted for planning approval. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six, Bobby Bob John Billy's here. Bob Carswell with our Manx language programme, Shackler, seven days. Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. Morris Powell's Light Music at 9. Rhianne Evans After Hours at 10. And I'll be back with Friday's update tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T